Hello everyone, Andrew here from the Indie Interview, bringing you another interview from an inspiring indie. And today I'm talking to Mary Humphrey and I'm really excited. Um, Mary had a career as a, a, um, a school teacher and then on a trip to the US, suddenly discovered photography and has become, um, in her 60s, a very accomplished photographer taking photographs in some of the most difficult places of very disadvantaged people. So I'm really, really happy to invite Mary onto the programme today. Hello, Mary. Oh, good afternoon, Andrew. So Mary, what led you to start photography so late in life? Well, Andrew, um, as you previously mentioned, prior to my involvement with photography, I have had a very successful and extensive career in the field of teaching and in education, both, with, both within the States and in England. Towards the end of my teaching career, my husband was offered a post in San Francisco. We took this opportunity to embark on American adventure. Initially, I found myself isolated from friends and family. And so I started photographing my activities and my environment and this was in order to relay to my sons our American way of life, which was very different to what I had left behind. And prior to this, the only photographs that I had previously taken had been family snaps. Mm -hmm. So initially, my camera was a very basic camera and this en en enabled me to record my activities. As I gained more experience, I wanted to learn to have more control over my camera and to learn more about the workings of my camera. So what happened, Andrew, was that I enrolled at San Mateo Community College. It was here that I learned the craft of darkroom processing and, and I loved it. And I was like a sponge and absorbed all the information that I could. Now, I was granted some very high GPA assessments, and this afforded me the status of a Pi Theta Kappa student. That sounds very impressive. Well, these are, um, these are, um, honor, these are granted to honour students right. prior to going to university. And then from the university, this leads, this leads one on to being offered scholarships. Right. And and I was offered several scholarships um, to continue my photographic um, education. Sadly, I couldn't accept any of these because I, um, I my husband and I, we returned. So uh, how did you really get to learn how to use your camera as a tool to, uh, to capture these fantastic images that you do? Well, Andrew, w when we re returned, I was determined to continue my photographic development. And after exploring many, many avenues, I decided to return to university. The reason being all or most of the um, dark rooms in Cambridge had actually closed down as, as everybody was um, going on to digital medium. At the Cambridge School of Art, I, I gained a first class honours degree and, um, and a, a master's um, and a distinction in a master's degree. Now, this experience at the Cambridge School of Art gave me the opportunity to learn the creative and the technical aspects of photography. 
It also enabled me to further my academic knowledge and to pursue my passion of working with film and processing in the darkroom. And Andrew, do you know what's interesting? That I actually continue to cascade this knowledge to others by teaching black and white photography to pupils in a school in Cambridge and also colour darkroom photography to university schools um, students in Cambridge. How, how, the, the thing that I find really interesting is you started taking some photographs of really hidden communities, people who would normally not get their photographs taken. How, how did you start doing that? Andrew, I have always found being with people of all ages stimulating and rewarding. And as a consequence, I have found working and working with and photographing adults and children to be a very natural activity. At the same time, I also wanted to take the opportunity to use my camera to learn about people. And this has led to my involvement with travellers and gypsies in this country, which then gave me opportunities to photograph Roma, community, Roma communities in Transylvania, Cyprus, Moldova, Jerusalem, Bratislava and Istanbul. After which, and, and parallel to this, my, my following projects encompassed other invisible communities and allowed me to learn about different cultures. I photographed and interviewed within the Muslim communities and then others within the transgender spectrum. I also photographed those who care in Cambodian schools and Cambodian charitable organisations. Also, Andrew, whenever I travel abroad, I always take the opportunity to photograph away from tourist areas. And I, I, I'd like to stress at this point, whenever I photograph people, it is always with their permission. Um, I never thrust a camera in anybody's face. So I am committed to um, education and exploring and studying issues through the medium of creative and social photography. And my objective as a photography is to continue collaborating with those stories that are neglected and that need to be told. So through exhibitions and, presentation, and presentations, my intention is to stimulate discussion and questions within the frame and outside the frame about those whom I photograph. Oh, you know, you're going to Cambodia, you're going to Romania, you're going to people who perhaps don't want, would, wouldn't normally let, um, dare I say, a middle-class British woman into their, their homes and their, their villages. You know, what, what are the, the challenges of doing this? There must be some. Well, there were challenges and there were many challenges, but first of all, let's go back to me being a middle-aged, middle-class um, person. Yeah. And, and that has actually been an advantage. It has never been a disadvantage because um, I, 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 they see me, they do not view me as a threat. Um, they can't understand why this um, person wants to take their photograph. But, um, but my challenges, I have had challenges. So my prime challenge has always been finding and contacting those who were willing to take part in my projects. Mm -hmm. and, and this continues, as I get ideas, 
I still need to contact people and I still need to um, convince people about my integrity as a photographer. So gaining the trust of those I photograph and as, as I said, proving my integrity as a photograph, that's always been a challenge. And as you said, finding myself in some dangerous situations. Um, but, but it's actually with a smile, it, it, it's amazing what you can, um, you, you can overcome. Actually talking about overcoming, it's, I've had to overcome many disappointments. And in order to overcome these disappointments, I have always had to remain positive and to continue to be tenacious. And so my final challenge is that when I left uni, I had to leave the darkroom behind. Mm -hmm. So I've had to learn um, um, about digital photography and I'm, I'm still learning. And, and anybody who's involved with digital photography, that is an ongoing situation. I mean, the, the thing about your story that I, I absolutely love, you know, you weren't a photographer. No. You get to a point in your life, you know, I won't ask what, what age you were at that, that point. I, I was, um, so I got my BA when I was 65 and my MA when I was 68. So, so you weren't really stopping because of your age. And, and now you have this wonderful um, career, almost. well, yeah. change of life. And, and you're taking photographs of these wonderful communities. You know, you're just doing the sort of things that there are lots of younger people out there would never do. I mean, I, you, I just wonder, what is your advice to someone who who wants to pursue photography later on in, in life? Andrew, I'm often asked, especially at university, how I manage to, to photograph and, and, and to gain access to these various communities. Now, as I said, the one thing that has been in my favour has been my experience because of my age. So I tell the young, the, the young students at college to be bold, to um, to get rid of and to accept the, the stomach um, knots that you will receive. So to start right from the very beginning, I would say to find a camera that appeals to you and to experiment with it and learn how that, to learn about the basic techniques of the camera. And either this can be done from literature or from, or, or from more experienced photographers. And, and also from a very basic point of view, when you're learning on your camera is to take notes of your settings that you can correlate to, to your better photographs with the settings that you have written and used. Now, this is important to know your camera before you can branch out and want to take all these amazing photographs and to try to communicate with other people. You need to know your camera. Now that is very important because you will find yourself, as I did, in, in situations which are quite stressful and you've got to be able to, um, to be able to absentmindedly work your camera. So as you become more experienced with your basic camera, be it point and shoot, continue to, to be bold and progressively learn the more complex at, at, attributes of your camera and spend time looking and looking within your environment. Study the different lightings throughout the day 
and view how this affects your images. And again, take photographs and compare. And this is so easy with digital, you know, um, and you can make notes. And actually, you don't even have to make notes because all your, your information comes up on your camera. Um, joining a group and being part of a photographic community enables you to continue to develop as a photographer because people, photographers, are very generous with their type with their time and they love to advise and to help you always explore the new challenges and photographs situations and people that excite you and and that's important you need to ex you need to feel excited about your subject and about the sub uh, about your environment that you wish to photograph being bold and not being frightened to make mistakes is also very important because you will make mistakes and you will be disappointed and to and to expect disappointments and to overcome the ch challenges of of your disappointments those are those i would say those are my um, main points of advice andrew and if you were to give someone a last big piece of advice you know about perhaps taking on a challenge later on in life, whether it's photography or anything else, what would it be? Follow your passion, do it, be bold, try it. Whether you're going to make a clay pot or whether you're going to sew children's clothes, try it and talk to people, show it to people. You'll find that people will be very generous and will, and will admire what you are doing and, the, and people, are the ones that they will encourage you to continue. If you think, oh, well, they thought that was good. And that adds to your self-esteem. Thank you, Mary. This has been a, a fascinating chat. I, I think people would love to go and, and see your photographs. Do you have a, a web website? Can they contact you? Oh, I'd love people to contact me. And also, Andrew, I, I would love to continue documenting stories that need to be told. So my website is www.maryhumphrey.co.uk Thank you very much for your time today. This has been fascinating. Andrew, thank you. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Indie Interview. For more information, tools, or to book one of our team to work with you or your business, or if you'd like us to speak at your event or conference, visit imnotdoneyet.co.uk. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at andrew at imnotdoneyet.co.uk. Please do follow or like us on Facebook or Instagram.